Uh, today's message is Jesus is the language of God. When we talk about Christmas, let me just, when we, to clarify a few things, what Christmas is not. So sometimes we're celebrating and we're celebrating about Jesus. I remember as a, as a youth reading this book and it was this, you know, um, a sinner in the hands of an angry God. And, and it was like this, there was this hand and he was holding this person up and hell was beneath and he was frying him. So that was my first picture of God. So when we start talking about Jesus, see, Christmas is about that God has already made up his mind about you. It's not that God needs an intermediary to tell you, Jesus, I need you to change your mind about people. So what Christmas is not, it is, it's, it's not that Jesus has come down and he's saying, hey, I... God, you need to change your mind about people. You need to change your mind about Mary or Joseph or whoever you might be. Put your name there. So Christmas, when Jesus came to earth, it was this. That God is telling you, I haven't changed my mind about you. You should be happy about that. <laughs> See, Jesus didn't come to change God's mind about you. Jesus didn't come back. Hey, God, remember we had plans? Uh, okay, we cancelled them, but isn't a possibility they're good enough that we can reinstate them? If they get enough merit points, can they go back to the original? See, when Jesus came to change your mind about God, so when you have to even look at it, when a person gets born again, the first thing they are encouraged to do is to renew their... The reason being is this, that the problem has never been on God's side. It's been on our side. So when people start talking about Jesus, it is like... So God comes into you like this. He goes, the problem is with you, not with me. So that, that clears up a whole lot of stuff because we're trying to find out what's wrong with God. Why isn't God loving me? Why isn't God giving it? See, you always end up with the wrong conclusion about anything is when you think about what's wrong with God. It's like Pastor Tuve said, love never. So if something has failed, it cannot be God. So when Jesus came to the earth, it is a celebration Number one, that the promises God has made for you haven't changed. It's a promise that says this, I haven't changed your mind about you. So Jesus is not a mediatory between you and God saying, God, we've got to be nice to them. God, feel sorry for them. God, look at them, they're victims. So Jesus comes in and we're celebrating that God hasn't changed his mind. And let me just say this to you, clarify, clarify this. There's nothing you can do to change God's mind about you. The Bible, the Bible is so emphatic about it that David says things like this. Where can I go to run away from God? I've got some good news for you. If you're running away from God, you're not really running away from God. 
God knows where you are. You know, it's like you, you, you cannot play hide and seek with God. So when Jesus was born, he made a declaration that God hasn't changed his mind. And he says this, I have come to change your mind on how you see God. I have come to change your mind on how you receive. See, the problem has never been with God. The problem has been with us. Now, when we're talking about, see, Christmas is about that we are God's audience and Jesus is God's language. So Christmas is about God saying to you, I am going to speak to you. Now, the first time in the Bible it's recorded that God wanted to speak face to face with people, the people turned away. It's called the Mount Sinai. The people came in and they heard God. And they, they were so terrified on the voice of God that they said this, God, we don't want to talk to you face to face. We want you to talk to Moses and whatever you tell to Moses, then you can talk to us. So we had a generation from generation where God didn't speak to people directly because what would you say? No, we don't, want, we don't want to speak to God face to face. I want you to notice something clearly. The intention of God is to speak to you face to face. When we talk about, people talk about the presence of God. You know what the presence of God means? Is to talk to somebody face to face. So God's intention was, I don't want to live with you with text messages. See, most of us, you know what really gets me? I work still an hour in a restaurant. Oh, Sul is Pastor Silva to you. It's Sul to me, Pastor Silva to you. Okay. So we were in a restaurant and we saw this couple on a date. We knew it was a date. Guess how they were talking to each other? Texting. And you know what's really good with the text? Is you can interpret it either way. You don't have to see somebody face to face. But God's intention was, when, even when the people said to God, God, we don't want to see you face to face. You're too scary. God says, okay, in, in, I'm going to do something, but in between, I'm going to send you Moses. So God's, when we celebrate Christmas, God says, I want to get in your face. I'm not, you can't, I am not going to leave. You know, you know um, my kids always used to go, Dad, you need to give us personal space. In other words, we want to do things that you don't like doing, so off you go. But God says this, I will never leave your personal space. Now, I want you to read your scripture. It's in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, out of the message translation. Going through a long time, of, going through a long line of prophets, God has been addressing our ancestors in different ways for centuries. Recently, he spoke to us directly through by his son. By his son, God created the world in the beginning, and it will be all along to the son. It will all belong to the son at the end. The son perfectly mirrors God and is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together with what he says 
powerful words. Now, this is a, now watch this, just to give you a bit of theology here. When you look from the Hebrew word that God spoke, literally the uh, Greek theologians struggled with what it was. And to literally translate it means this. He spoke to us in son. See, you and I speak English. Maybe you don't. Okay. Uh, look, English is my second language. I remember coming to Australia. I was nine years old. Came down and people spoke funny. I heard sound, but I didn't hear words. They ate different. How many of you ever seen that movie called Wog Boy? Okay. People used to laugh at it. I never laughed at it. It was real. You know, we came to Australia, they had sliced bread. What is sliced bread? And then they had Vegemite. I mean, we used, mum used to send us to school. She used to give us a loaf of bread like that, hunk of cheese and a tomato. So I come to school. Hunk of cheese, bread and tomato. Everybody's looking, where are you from? <laughs> See, I had to learn another language. Let me just show you this because you're, because you're here on a Saturday night. Anytime a colony like Great Britain would take over a country, the first thing they would do is change the language. And when you change the language, you change definitions. That is why you go to a hot country and you have a hot cup of tea in the morning. <laughs> Who does that? People that have never seen what a king is used to get up there every Monday morning and say, God save our gracious king. Na, 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 na. Have you ever seen him? No. But see, what happens is this, is when a new kingdom comes, they speak in a new language. So when, G when God says this, he spoke to us in son, that is the language of the son of God himself. So God says this, I don't speak in English. You speak in English. I talk in son. Here's our problem. Most of us talk to each other in English, not son. Let me show you the words. I passed this over here right on the head. When she said, love keeps no record of wrong. So if my speech is English, I keep a record of your wrong. How many of you, that, that is, listen to me carefully. I can show you that that is in the, in, in the churches today. How many of you taught that before you, God answers you, you need to say sorry and forgive you? We come to God first. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm such a wretched sinner. I am no good. I am just a worm. Step on me and watch me squirt. The reason we think, we think that God keeps record wrong. So the first thing we want to do is clarify, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. So God starts to speak to us in the language of his son. So in other words, it's God is saying to this, I am going to speak to you and I'm going to use Jesus as my language. So therefore it means that your language now is irrelevant. So when God says, I love you, you say, I am unloved. Therefore, now, that is irrelevant. So we don't use irrelevant language, we use God language. 
That is why God said, for God so loved the world that he... Do you realize that cannot be reversed? So when God says, I love you, that is signed, sealed, delivered. It cannot be changed. It cannot be changed by you. It cannot be changed by the devil. It cannot be changed by society. So God comes up to us and I'm going to speak to you in the language of my son. So one of the things that we need to do is understand that this Christmas you are given the language of the son. So you need to, re so what you do is you go into your life, into your problem, into your situation and you speak the language of son. When people say, so now, don't do this but do it in your spirit. You know when you go and fill in that form, uh, do you speak English? No, no, I speak son. <laughs> See, can, can I just say this thing? The issue we have is we let God speak to us in son and we speak to each other in English or to yourself in English. See, you cannot do this. I don't think God loves me. You're not talking son. You are talking whatever language you might find. Do you realize there are over seven thousand different languages but there's only one kingdom's language only one god so god says if you want to know i mean scholars have been fighting over this books have been written what language are we going to speak in heaven croatian <laughs> if you're from singapore singlish <laughs> yeah indian english Whatever it is. See, the thing is, if you, if you, when you people go to prepare you to heaven, you know, God says for you to learn, I want to teach you God language before you get to heaven. And I need you to speak Jesus. I need you to speak his mannerism. Now, let, let's go a little bit deeper here. In John 1.14 says this. And so the living expression became man and lived among us. We gazed upon his glory, the glory of the only, oh, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, overflowing with tender mercy and truth. So God says this, not only are we celebrating that we got a God language, his name is Jesus, but God says this, is that the word, the power that created the universe took on flesh. Now, so all of a sudden now, what was invisible is what we talked about last week now becomes visible. And God says, I became flesh. What is he doing there? He's not just identifying with speaking. He's also identifying with feeling. He's also identifying with pain. He's also identifying with everything else. Do you realize that when Jesus said, I not only do I want you to speak Jesus, I want you to feel like Jesus. I want you to have the compassion of Jesus. I want you to breathe Jesus. I want your flesh to be a part of me. So the Bible says this, the incarnation was that God himself became flesh and the flesh talked. And the flesh talked Jesus. So many of us have learned religious words. See, the word mercy and truth means loving and kindness. It, it, it's, a, it's a combination that God says, I will 
when you come to me, this is what you find. So what you get, when you start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, here's something that's deep. If you want to do this, you can, if you're finding it hard to sleep, try this. You can find Jesus in every book of the Bible. So when Adam fell, God started to speak Jesus. And when you start to see that, God says, I don't just have mercy, I am mercy. God isn't just, love is not a feeling, love is a declaration, love is an outward expression of an internal value system that says, I cannot be anything other than that. So when we start to move into God's language, God says this to you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So the only time you can ever get forsaken is if you leave God, not when God leaves, God will never leave you. The Bible says this, you can resist God, but you can't get rid of God. I have news for you. You can't hide. No one can hide. Do you realize even... Even people dying, God still doesn't leave them alone. I want you to just show you because you're smart, okay? You are smart. You, God will be on your case until you breathe your last. I heard of a, um, I, I might have mentioned it before, but um, I read this testimony about this man of God. He's, he's, a, uh, he's, he's a follower of Jesus now. But he walked in, he had a heart attack, and he wasn't a follower of Jesus. And he was on, 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 in hospital in emergency, and they were working on his heart, and all of a sudden he flatlined. The doctors tried everything, and they couldn't save him. And they covered him up, put, covered him up, put, signed the death certificate, and left him. And this is what's his story. He says he heard the doctors. He heard, heard it all. And he's going, no, he's done. He's done. And he says, I was falling. And he was falling, falling, falling. He says, he's getting darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. And then he, he, then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit started coming. What was that song in Sunday school? What was that song? And he's going, what, 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 what? And he's falling. God's still talking to him while he's falling. It ain't over until it's over. And then all of a sudden he remembered, Jesus loves me. The moment he did, his heart started coming. He popped up. Now everybody amazed. And they said to him, what happened? He didn't say a word. He goes, I'm going to be put into mental asylum. So he kept quiet. You see, what, what happens is this, is when we start to speak Jesus, you start to speak Jesus over your life. You start to speak Jesus over your family, over your business, over, your, over everything. Is I speak Jesus. Yeah, people speak failure, yeah, but I speak Jesus. People go, I'm afraid of the future, but no, I'm going to speak Jesus. See, right now, you've got the most amazing present of all. You get to speak Jesus. Yeah. And what does Jesus say about his own words? He says, not one word that goes out of my mouth will not come back to me without accomplishing what I've sent it. So when God speaks to you, he goes, have a look at the life of Jesus. Let me show you how powerful that God's language is, how powerful Jesus is. A lot of people pray this. Oh, Ted, I don't know if it's the will of God or not. I'm not sure. 
If an elephant falls right in front of me, then he could be God. And then one elephant falls. No, if a pink elephant. Now watch this. This is, this is how, Jesus, how God speaks. There I had a wedding. Jesus' ministry hasn't started yet. They're at the wedding and they run out of wine. And that's going to be a huge dishonor for the person that's there. You know, just remember, if you're the host of a, of a party and you run out of food, guess who they're going to talk about? You. So all of a sudden, somehow down the track, Jesus' mother hears him. He's the they've run out of things. She comes up to Jesus. She goes, Jesus, um, they've run out of wine. Do something. And Jesus goes, uh, not my time yet. And I tell you, isn't it amazing? How many times have you thought, well, I can't ask that because I don't, I don't think it's the will of Jesus. All of a sudden, Jesus comes to her, Mary, listen, um, um, it's not my time yet. Look. And then she goes this. She goes, I'm, I'm, you're God. You're God. I'm going to leave the problem with you. You know how I know that? Because what does she say? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. See, the language of God is this. You can leave it with me, even if it's not out of your time. Even if people think you don't deserve it, I'll get it. So what does God do? He breaks the time cycle so he can meet a need. So see, the language of God destroys hurdles that you think I can't be loved. You know, to me what is interesting is a man by the name of Saul that became Apostle Paul. If you wanted to advertise Christianity, you wouldn't take it up with a person that used to kill Christians. Now, look, look, I, I was in business. With, I love advertising. What do you do? You advertise with somebody that appeals to people, correct? Come on. That is why you never see an ugly person advertising. Right. You never see anybody that, you, you, you don't, you know, you see people, you know, especially you know, how we got new American trucks now. You don't see drop kicks driving in. It's, see, advertising is you want to draw people. So what does God do? He says, I want a man that I can advertise my voice through. And he picks this man that when he got born again, when he, people go, oh, Paul's coming to your church. No one came to church. <laughs> he was the quick, quickest way to kill a church. Seriously. So what does God do? He says, look, when I spoke over him on the cross, I forgave him everything. So Paul, so Saul becomes Paul. And he goes, now, this is what I was, but now this is who I am. That is now irrelevant to my future. See, when God speaks the language of God, your past becomes irrelevant. Your opinion of yourselves becomes irrelevant. That is why in church, in Faith Life Church, in your small group, between husbands and wives, you need to start to speak the language of God. Yeah. So you need, before you say something to your children, God, I need your language to speak. Oh, 
God never says this, oh, you'll never be anybody. I wish I never had you. I just had you because I, I, I needed a, somebody to fill up an empty chair. This Christmas, receive the present of a new language. So what you do is, watch this. Look at everything that Jesus did and said. And you know what? The greatest revelation of the love of God was the cross. Was Jesus on the cross. Because see, if you don't understand God's language, you know what the Bible says? When they saw Jesus on the cross, they said, oh, he must be punished by God. Isn't that interesting? When we see something negative happen to somebody, we go, what did they do wrong? And what if people are suffering because of what they did right? What if you're suffering because you've done something right? See, the language of God looks so different to the language of the world. So when people were looking at Jesus on the cross, they were shaking their heads and he goes, oh, look at him. God has forsaken him. Oh, look, God, he must have done something wrong. There's no way you can end up on the cross without doing it. So when you don't understand the language of God, now watch this. The language of God is looking on the, on the cross and saying, He's carrying my sins. He's carrying my burden. He's carrying my, all my failure. So see, the language of God, everything starts to look different when you learn how to speak. And this Christmas, I want to encourage you, 2024, you cannot take the speech of 2023 and bring it over to 2024. You can't. We, we've got to be as mature Christians. You know, you know what's really interesting? Um, I remember having, you know, I've got three kids, and it happened in all three of them, right? They first start going, goo, 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 ga, 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 ga. It's amazing. <laughs> And they go, da da. That's me. So they're talking about me. Not going, mama, mama. He's going, da da. But as a father, I like googly googly. I like da da da. But when a grown up is still going googly googly, da 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 da, you have a problem. God says this I need you to talk like me, I need you to behave like me. I need, I need you to walk like me. See, when we start to celebrate Christmas, it is God bringing us back to the original. And God says, now, I'm going to teach you a new language. It's called the language of love. It's called the language of action in love. It, 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 it changes everything. And the problem we sometimes have is that if we don't speak the language of God, we're going to speak something. And it is time for you, this Christmas, when Jesus said, I have come and I am the voice of God. So if, you, if I haven't said it, it's irrelevant. Well, my teacher said this, irrelevant. If I, 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 in my flesh, I do this sometimes, not all the time. 
I would love to line up all the ch teachers that said I was going to be a failure, put them in a room. You're wrong. You were wrong. You were so deeply wrong. How could you get it so wrong? See, some of us have taken on words that God did not speak. When God said, I forgive you, your past becomes irrelevant. When God says, I accept you, your past behavior becomes irrelevant. See, when you, the problem we have is we can live those lives if we don't accept the word of God. So when we now move in in a new realm, we start to go, okay, God, I want the, I like the musos to come out because we're going to finish tonight. I thought I'd fit, I was actually going to preach till the new year <laughs> because I know we've got sandwiches and all that, no, no. But God spoke to us in his son. And you know what? Let me give you some of the things the language of God so you understand it. God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You know what also God said? Come to me if you're tired. Come to me if you're weary. And I will give you rest. You know what he's saying? The language that you're using doesn't give you rest. The language that you're using doesn't give you peace. Um, it doesn't matter how much you beat yourself up, you will never get hold by beating yourself up. The only way you get hold is when you accept the language of God. See, when, you're, when you accept Jesus, you're not only accepting his words, you're accepting every action that he did. So, when Jesus came to a sick person, what did he do? He touched him. What was he doing? His flesh was God's flesh. So God says, I'm not afraid to touch you. See, when, uh, without God, if you touch a leper, you become unclean. But when a leper touches Jesus, he becomes clean. Listen, the power, of, the power of Jesus speaking. Jesus is on the cross. He is suffering. He is in pain. And, and the two on either side are arguing. And one of them goes, Jesus, remember me when you come to paradise. That, 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 that to me was a baffling thing because I'm just going, I've heard all about repentance. Uh, you know, I've read books about repentance. 10 to 20 steps to get proper repentance. Number one, you've got to cry a lot. Number three, you need to have regret. All of, all of these others. And, and I'm going, dear Jesus, I'm, in my religious thinking, I'm going, God is going to answer him. He's going to do this. <laughs> Tough. Where were you? What were you doing when I was preaching? Ah, you were doing what the reason you're on the cross for. 
Uh-huh. Now, now, look, I'm so sorry, but you missed the boat. You, you missed your opportunity. You, you, look, you can't repent properly. God said this, if you call unto me, I will save you. So here you got God speaking the language of God. Today you will be with me in paradise. Do you realize what Jesus was saying? He bypassed all the irrelevant religious duties a person has to do. And Jesus said, just because you called out to me, this is how I respond. See, when we read the Bible, this is how God responds. Every sick person that came to him, Jesus never said, no, you're not good enough. Why don't you, no, 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 come back next week. He touched them all. The Bible says, as many of him that touched him. Now, can I take you up another level? A physical touch on the body of Jesus is equivalent to his, his receiving what he has said because the flesh, his flesh and his word were one. The word became flesh. When you touch the word, whatever is in the word comes into you. So therefore means tonight, we don't need the physical body of Jesus. What we've got is the language of God and the language of God is God himself. So right now, tonight, you don't have to walk out of here the same way that you came in. You, you can be touched. Everything around your life can be touched. You know what? This Christmas can be the best Christmas ever because you learn how to talk. You are no longer mute. You know what's what? I'll, I'll finish with this. Every time a demon or an evil spirit came toward him, how, how, did, how did Jesus react? He just talked. The voice of God. So right now, you know what you need to do this year? Go home. You can even speak over your car. Some of you need to do that. You can speak over your body. You can speak over your mind. You can speak over your situation. And you go, this is, I'm going to speak the language of God because that's how I connect with God. Because the, you know what God loves? He came to teach us a brand new language. You know, this time, I need you to leave the English behind and start speaking son. Start to speak son over yourself, over your family, over your children, over your business. So, Father, right now, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Father, we are so thankful for Christmas. Father, you started to speak to us one-on-one through Jesus. You started to touch us. You started to speak over us. You were healing us, transforming us. And Father, that hasn't stopped. So right now, in this time, whatever you're facing, you might say, but Ted, I, I, I don't know Jesus, so why would he do that to me? All Jesus said this is if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, speaking, that you will become a son and a daughter of God. That means that you speak over your body. God, I just reverse all of these things, the damages that have been done to my body. You start to speak over your mind. God, I speak clarity over my mind. 
Father, my mind has been foggy. My mind has been depressed. But I speak the cleanest of God. You start to speak to your future. My future is bright. My future is hope-filled. My future is filled with answered prayer. My future is filled with miracles. My future is filled with provision. My future is filled, is going to be so full of amazing life experiences that I've never thought were possible. It's all going to change. It's because the greatest gift has come back that I can speak to God face to face and I can touch Him. So right now, in this solemn moment, why don't you just reach out to God and start to speak, God, I speak over myself. God, I, I, I speak over my relationships. Father, I thank you that this Christmas there's going to be healing at Christmas time. Father, there's going to be healing wherever I go. Healing in my family. Father, for that daughter, that son that is away, that's not communicating. Father, there will be peace. Father God, over all the lost opportunities of 2023 and all the rest, Father, I declare that new doors of opportunity are open. Father, I just thank you as your, as Mary did to Jesus. And he said, it's not his time. Do as he said. And there was a miracle. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I just speak it over us right now. Father, I speak the same. I speak peace over your life. I speak energy into your body. I speak all the burdens broken and falling away. I speak a bright and a clear and a new and an uplifting future for you. And I also speak what God has forgiven is now irrelevant. What God has forgiven is now irrelevant. If you've never had that happen, in your life I'm going to ask us all as a church to do this is to pray this prayer after me Father I come to you in Jesus name tonight I accept you as my Lord and my Saviour my healer and my deliverer I believe that he died for me. He rose again for me. And now I accept him as my personal son. So Father, right now, I just put a blessing upon us all. Father, teach us to speak Jesus. Father, teach us to speak Jesus. Father, I pray that we, we've been so used to by by active habit doing what comes fleshly natural. But Father, from tonight onward, I receive the gift of speaking son. I receive the privilege of speaking son. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Come, let's give God a hand.
you have prayed that prayer for the first time, I would love to meet you. We've got something to give you. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you down the back. Why, why don't we stand? Pastor Silva, if you could come.